There's lots of things people don't tell you about doing things like a podcast. And the pre-podcast dump is probably amongst the top three things, you know, of value that they don't tell you. I mean, I do a, I do a pre-stream drop pre- oh, yeah. most days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Necessary. You have to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been, I've, I've like forcibly waddled my way to the bathroom in between pauses, uh, one too many times, and you, and then you realize, <laughs> yeah, you realize that pre-stream dump or well, the pre-stream drop, right? The pre-podcast dump, it's imperative. Oh, see, see, with me, it's like hour before podcast start, hour before stream starts, no food, nothing. <laughs> The tank is empty. <laughs> right, right. It keeps you hungry. I live yeah, I'm, right. I'm basically I live the opposite. Like, I gotta eat directly before. That way, I'm like perfectly satisfied the entire time. Now, granted, I don't know how quick your bowels move, but like, food's not going through my stomach and out the back end in, in three, four hours. See, I don't want to take any chances. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. And plus, my wife's usually cooking dinner by the time I finish streaming. Like, she's usually like done with dinner, mm, so I can like mm, dig mm, out. Got it. Got a nice empty belly. That is nice. Sorry, I'm late, guys. Uh, I I mean, although I I did have to make coffee and drop a deuce, but right. you know, right? I should have I should have timed my deuce better. I'm so sorry. It's all good, man. Shit happens. Title of podcast. GG. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. gentlemen what is up how are you doing it's me manny c i'm sitting here with tie fighter buddha will and special guest the one and only dizzy baku we are part of the hardcore casuals a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated in bringing you the very best of games gaming and all things entertainment ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hardcore casuals lounge oh baby how are you doing? I'm feeling I'm feeling good, like a new man, you know, like uh, approximately 2.5 pounds lighter uh, than I was say, 30 minutes ago. On why you're feeling so good right now? Just <laughs> so, <I'm feeling> good. <laughs> well, uh, I, we were a little late. We're a little late uh, to the recording time, and I, I feel bad because Dizzy Baku on the other side of the world was there promptly, and uh, everybody else was there in the chat, and I was I was busy. Taking uh, my ceremonial pre-podcast uh, droplings, you know what I'm saying? That's what we're gonna call it. Do we're gonna call it a dropling. Right. <laughs> dropling. Yeah, but listen, Beautiful. it's important. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've I've been I've done 
several podcasts. You guys don't even know where I'm hitting mute like every every couple of minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to avoid that. Um, okay. All right. So uh, that aside, how's everybody doing today? Uh, feeling good, man. It's been a solid day. It has, it's, uh, well, yeah, I, I had a decent day today. What about you, uh, Dizzy Baku? Say hi to the peoples. How how are you, man? I'm Hello, so happy peoples. you're here. Hey, how, how's it going? I've had a decent day. Uh, my car is no longer broken down. That's the oh. good thing. Nice. <laughs> well, well good. yeah, that's good. Absolutely. I've been having to rely on the generosity of others for a week now, and I'm glad I don't have to anymore. <laughs> right, right. When they say sure, and then they mumble under their breath. It's freaking yeah. bomb. Yeah. I know how that goes. Like, sure, I'll give you a ride. And then go, oh, I really wish I didn't have to give you a ride. No offense. Right, right. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> so disingenuous. I hate it. Yeah, and you you can't say anything. You just sit there quietly. You know. Yeah, you can't bite bite the you can't bite the hand that feeds you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not until at least after your car is fixed, that's for sure. Yeah. So then, um, then you just Turn on another foot. No one gets a ride now. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Put your foot down. Um, alrighty. So let's 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 dive in. Let's jump on in. First, let's talk about the website. Oh baby. The hardcorecasuals.com. Uh check it out. It's a it's a nice little nice little website. Uh we've been uh always we've been putting a lot of effort in on on the blog, you know, t- a couple new ones from TIE Fighter and uh yours truly. Um so yeah, go ahead, check it out. Yeah. And of course the podcast and the podcast notes. You know, um, so every single every single episode that we have, we we show along the the different links, and that's all in the podcast notes. So if you're interested in seeing what we were looking at, uh, sometimes we allude to different videos that that uh, that we liked or, or or found humorous. Go to thehardcorecasuals.com. That's where all all the fun stuff is. So yeah, check it out. Um, and yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. It's a good spot, like his- we don't get to dive into everything that happens during the week and everything that we think about what's happening during the week. And so right. a lot of what's posted there just it either adds color to stuff that we do talk about on the podcast or talks about things that we never even get to touch on. So You're uh, absolutely if you guys right. enjoy what you see here, I mean it's it's literally our voices just translated into text. So if you want more of the hardcore casuals podcasts, uh Manny, myself, Buddha, and Dizzy Baku have all contributed to that blog. And you can find more of what we have to think about what's going on right over there. Hardcorecasuals.com slash blog. Boom. And with Boom. that Check. and with that, what uh what games have we been playing? Let's start off with with uh with our special guest today. We normally don't oh. do it, but but Dizzy's been around a couple times, so we can throw him right into the fire. Yep. Uh, Tet- I've just been being bullied in Tetris 99 for the past two weeks. That's oh, all yeah. I've been doing. Bro, Tet- Me and Tetris my wife- 99 looks fun. It looks so fun. It's so much fun. But I have emotional issues now thanks to that game. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? People are so Talk mean. About it. Are they yeah, mean? People are- this is mean. Like, like, you just don't understand the undercore, hardcore Tetris community. Like, <laughs> there are some vicious Tetris players out there. Because the way the game works is it's a battle royale, like everything else. You got 99 other people you're playing. And what happens is people can target you. So when they clear blocks, they drop it into another person's thing. Mm. So like you can, and the game doesn't like ease up on you or anything. So like six people can target one person, drop all this stuff and they're out. There's nothing they can do about that. Yeah, man. 
so like so like you'll have a game and you're like all right i feel good about this i got my got my got my hands ready i'm i'm seeing up seeing my blocks planning out my strat 12 people lock onto you drop one block each already up at the top it's done call it a day <laughs> so it's like man i was so ready is is there is there like uh um a red flag of sorts that yeah, so it, you know like oh you know. i'm i'm in danger like yeah, how, how are 12 been, people going to lock targeted. onto you so you can so you have uh at the options at the top of it you can pick whether to pick people who are attacking you random people people who have eliminated people or people who are about to be eliminated mm-hmm. but also oh. with the le- other with the other stick you can just pick a random person so like while you're playing your game you can see everyone else playing their game on the screen mm-hmm so like if you see someone who's like, oh, that person's about that person's getting a really good Tetris. Let me go mess with him. You can do that. Okay. And then if you hit random, sometimes the game just randomly just throws a bunch of people at one person. It's just kind of how the roll of the dice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, uh, well, I'll tell you. I think uh, the the casual gaming community that is like the Tetris fan base has been waiting to be like to find their own chance to flex <laughs> yeah to flex that's exactly right you know because uh, i mean essentially like you drop a tetris i mean they're basically teabagging you know what i'm saying like well, it's they're, 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 it's they're, so funny <laughs> so like, like it's, i've never thought i'd talk about tetris this way like legitimately <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I was uh, we were watching uh, some Tetris streamers. They're like, "Oh man, these sweaty Tetris tryhards!" And I was like, "Oh my god!" I never in a million years thought that I would like, hear that. We were talking sweaty about it at my Tetris work. tryhards. And my friend was like, "Oh yeah, I've got a seventy percent win rate." And like they were like, "Oh, I've got a forty percent win rate." I'm like, "I haven't even won a match, bro. You got to be like there really are people." Good. Who, yeah, there are people who are just like naturally good at Tetris. Like he was like, "Oh, first day I won won like three games." I was like, first day?" Yeah, I've never well, played Tetris against anyone but myself. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Really, oh boy. Um, did you play anything else? Any other games, or was is Tetris uh, Tetris ninety nine has has consumed you? Uh, Final Fantasy nine. It came out. It got re released on uh Switch. Okay. So I've been playing that when I go to bed. It's my nighttime game. Word. There you go. You know, I've never, I've never nice played look. a single Final Fantasy, but that's not, that's not really in my wheelhouse. I'm not the biggest RPG. Uh, it's pretty know. cheap, and it's on Xbox, and it's got achievements. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, there goes Boo. <laughs> yeah, you heard, yeah, you heard me. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to swoon Manny, achievements, I don't think you're, <laughs> you're looking for. No, no, I was going for Buddha. I was going for Buddha. Oh, okay, okay. I was going oh, yeah, for no, 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 no. You had me at yeah. Chivo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard Buddha perk up. He's like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I heard his ears. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. All right. So Buddha, what about oh, yeah. you? What have you been playing? Uh what about me? Uh well I uh last week I talked about uh Agatha Knife and I had uh you know the little girl with the the butcher uh that <laughs> that's forming the uh the religion. The meat cult. Uh, based on these, yeah, the meat cult. Uh, I finally finished that, so I've got to do like one little minor playthrough just to uh, polish off the achievements, and I'll be completely done with that. How, how was a that game, game called? You, hey, it's, like it's it? a good, it's a cool game. I mean, you know, it's got like uh it's got like the the art style of Scribble Knots, 
kind of like that. So it's not like the most like visually appealing game, but it's got a, like a weird little story to it and interesting little characters uh, that are just, you know, kind of out there. But uh, it was okay. I mean, I don't think that game's uh, very expensive right now. I think you can get it for, I think it's like under 10 bucks. But uh, it was just one of those indie titles that I had gotten on a sale somewhere and it was sitting in my backlog and I just need to try to make room for Anthem. So I figured, well, it's time to, to polish some of these off. So, but I played uh, Her Majesty's Spiffing. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but uh, it's also like a, one of those point and click kind of games um, with puzzles and, and whatnot. But this one's got a lot of, a lot of like British satire, like uh, a lot of jokes about the, the queen and making fun of France and all these, <laughs> all these little uh, nuggets. But uh, I don't know. It was pretty cool. I, I finished that one off. Uh, that one was a real quick play it was only like under i think under an hour or so that i finished that one but uh but other than that magic it's all about the magic baby yeah i i've been in love with that magic too man magic the gathering is a fun one you know money. you guys still going hard on that one uh still yeah, yeah man um, it's it's a fun time it's a fun time it's it's cool to just sit I around think- and chit chat while we're playing and then we could complain about other people you know because everybody's <laughs> a, everybody's yeah. a you know so I, a sweaty tryhard, good for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's right. a lot of sweaty tryhards in Magic. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a lot. Right. So You're like, oh, damn it, a these freaking shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. Talking back and forth. It's weird. It's like I, I, we have a conversation. There's three different people, and we're all complaining at the same time about about, <laughs> about who we're playing against. But there's but there's a certain camaraderie about it. You know, I, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, so the the season just ended, so it's the <clears throat> start of a new season now. So every month, we get to start back up in rank. So uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get out of gold. So, but I got my packs and I got my gold, and we'll try it again this uh, this month. Yeah, yeah. That's so, anyway, did you rank? Get those. Uh, I, you know, I got gold. I got. I, I ranked in gold. I know. I could not. I I got up to gold one. And I was like, yo, I'm so excited. I'm, maybe I can, you know, what's next, plat? I was like, maybe I can mm-hmm. yep. get platinum. No, I got beat down so hard. They're like, yo, slow <laughs> your freaking <laughs> roll. Yeah. The same thing that happened. Oh, my goodness. I And then I just got, every single time I went to rank, I, I, I got punished, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, nice regardless, I, it's, it's still fair. Um... Because once you get to gold, you can lose every match since then, or after that point, and you're still gold, and you still have have uh, achieved what whatever uh, gift tier you get, you know. Oh, so there's like thresholds. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. So I think so it's like for you gold, get I think we got one like pack. three packs. Right. Right. Yeah. And three packs gold. and a thousand, mm. which you can buy a thousand gold. Which means you can buy another pack, right? So it's, it's essentially four yeah. packs. Yeah. Yeah, that's not bad. No, yeah, no, not it's, bad a, all, it's man. a pretty fair game when it comes to giving you more cards. Like it gives you tons of reason just to keep playing and get the gold to to get the packs and all that stuff. So, mm. good times. Nice word. <clears throat> uh, well, my uh, my week has been two things that um, everyone probably could have guessed. Uh, I was playing uh, Destiny in, in preparation for what is uh, a big content release next week, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. 
uh, and um, really hopping in a lot deeper into Anthem. So last time we spoke, I, I hadn't really gotten to spend too much time with it, but uh, I really dug in and, and, and have gotten a really, I actually completed the entire campaign and have now spent a little bit of time doing what uh, takes place after that. So that's been a really good time. Uh, with Destiny, though, I, I don't know if you guys remember last week I was talking about trying to take on that dungeon uh, that's made for three people, but I tried to take it on by myself. Uh, and 137 deaths later, I was <laughs> successful. I saw that on Twitter. I, I just nodded in approval when I saw that at work. I was like, <laughs> I, was, I mean, I, as lame as it is to say, I just I feel so accomplished having completed it, and now I get this nice, happy little colored emblem next to my name, and that's literally the only prize you get for doing it by yourself. Is, for, is oh, also, you do get a special prize. It's not just you. You do, but when people hover their mouse over it, it doesn't say like Tie Fighter got this for soloing Shattered Throne. It just says. Uh, this emblem tracks the number of times you've beaten Shattered Throne. Oh, boom. And so, like, it, it, the only way people will respect it is if they already know what it is. And right. so, it's just, it ended up being like almost uh, a, a, a prideful and, uh, I, I, prideful is not the right word. It was a stubborn move forward for me to continue with that dungeon <laughs> after so many deaths because at that point I had invested so much time in trying to make it work. And, uh, it's it's like the the reward didn't even matter. It was more about just finishing it, and so I did. And I think I ended up doing it over the course of four sit downs, because uh, I made it to the first boss over the force of over the course of one sit down, and then died to him like, you know, twenty times or whatever. And then uh, I was like, cool. Like I, I think I I think I know what I need to do, but I just need to practice a lot more. And uh, you know, I I'm getting frustrated already because you know at that point I had been playing for a couple hours, and so I decided right. to switch it up. I came back the next day uh, and I didn't have a lot of time the next day because I had to go pick up my wife from the airport and then we were going to spend the night together. So I just like, okay, cool. I've got like an hour and a half here that I can do this real quick. I'm just going to bang out this boss. I'm going to make it happen. And then I would die and I die and I die and I die and I die. And I finally beat it like at one of my last opportunities. I would not have had much time after that last attempt in order to do it. But I did beat this the, that first boss there before I picked up my wife. And I think that was on like a Thursday. And then I didn't have any time to play on Friday. And then on Saturday, because, uh, you know, when we spoke about it last time, I had just beaten the the first boss. And so on Saturday, my goal was, okay, now I just got to, you know, I got to get to the last boss and I got to kill the last boss. So I made it there with virtually no trouble. Like it's just, it's just basically a long run with some, with some small enemies along the way. And if you know where to go, you can just kind of skip around them and not worry about it. And so I, I only died once on the way to the boss because I accidentally jumped on top of one of the enemies and he just booted me off the edge into the abyss. So I had to reset and come back. I made it to the final boss and I spent uh, two and a half, three hours dying to him on Saturday morning and then came back Saturday afternoon and spent like another hour or two trying to make it work until I finally got the pieces to fall into place. And I like scared the dog really bad because I yelled so hard. And <laughs> man... It was so exciting. Uh, so that was super nice. I'm very, I'm very happy about that one. And then with Anthem, uh, man, there are a lot of words to say about Anthem, both, both positive and, and frustrations at the same time. But I am saving all those for the written review. I have, I have told myself I'm going to get it out onto the website by the middle of next week. Uh, I feel like I have played enough of the game to, to write some, some pretty educated thoughts about where it is and what's going on with it. And 
uh, you know, the current status of the game. Uh, and so I'll have that. I'll probably start writing that tomorrow and get it out by mid next week. And everyone can look forward to that. So if you're listening to this on podcast right now, you only have to wait another couple of days and it'll be there. And you can share it with all your friends. You know, uh, yes, please share it. Retweet awesome. it. Yeah. So yeah, all that, that was my week. Pretty straightforward. That's pretty cool. I will That's say. pretty cool. You know, I, I, I will say, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I know I'm not picking up like Destiny or whatever. And uh, if I if I get into Anthem, it'll be a little bit later, right? <clears throat> but I For love sure. vicariously playing through you with our chats and through your your articles. You know what I'm saying? Because I was reading it I and was I was like, I can say that. Too. Were you really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's fun. Like I don't play Destiny two as much as I used to anymore, but I lived through Ty's articles. <laughs> Right. Yeah, like, that's okay. what I like to hear. That's, 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 that's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know what it is? It, it, it's the same thing to me. Like, uh, I don't really, I'm not a football watcher, you know what I'm saying? But I love mm-hmm. football documentaries, you know, when it's all uh, it's all tied up and I can, I don't have to watch the whole game. I can watch a whole season in 45 minutes. It's really good, you know? Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um what did I play? I played Gears. I just finished playing Gears with uh, Rugrat Gaming. Awesome dude. Um, I really, really enjoy. We're playing through all of the Gears, uh, gearing up for Gears of War 5. And and <clears throat> I, I took a look at the trailer for Gears 5, and it looks really good. You know, And it, it seems to be that they're really going to or trying to push the story further, which is which is awesome, you know? So, Gears, awesome. Uh, play some Minecraft, um, which is which is always fun. You know, I, I love playing Minecraft with the hardcore casuals. <clears throat> uh, we call it casual craft. Um, I think Panda Pandaroni um, dubbed it dubbed it that, and I yeah, really love the name. Craft. Yeah. So the so if you are in the Patreon sub club, for at the six dollar tier, you you get access to the uh, the hardcore casual Minecraft server, you know, and it's just, it's really, it's kind of nice. It's just nice that to have the community just get together. I just logged on and I, uh, there was Jaluxinol and, and Loving Melody over there. Uh, and we were just derping about. We went on an, an advent, adventure. We went head hunting. We went to hell uh, and just messed with the, the pig men <laughs> looking looking for skulls it was it, it's just a kind of game that you can you can get lost in just exploring your the little virtual world and i think that's kind of cool you know um what else i did play something else siege of course i played a, oh apex yeah that's it i think that's it siege apex uh minecraft yeah i uh I'm I'm digging Apex. I am digging Apex. I think it's fun. I, I it's not a game I can play for hours on end. I can play Siege for hours and hours on end. You know what I'm saying? If I get the right crew together, it's ridiculous fun. Apex is a game I can I can play a couple rounds, really enjoy it at most like, you know, 2 hours or whatever and then all right, let's move. <laughs> move on to the next thing, you know. Do you but, feel yourself getting better at Apex? A little bit, yes. So there's certain movement mechanics that you need to be aware of. So running and sliding, and then you can try and slide to do a quick flank, and and uh, while while um, 
while their attention is elsewhere, you know, just trying, just trying to take advantage of that with the speed. It's fun. It's fun, you know, but, but yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's it for me. I was playing, had fun. Good deal. What do you yeah, think nice. is the, uh, is the fundamental difference in something like a, a BR battle royale, like apex and you know, the loop on that game is is you know you're having fun with it but it's not like you like you mentioned it's not something you can sit down and play hours and hours and hours of like some people can but then with siege that switch like completely flips and like okay you're you're good like you could only play siege and be totally fine like what do you because i mean mechanic wise yeah i mean there's obviously difference in, in time to kill but like they're both fairly realistic first person shooters and you're playing pvp and there's obviously strategies involved like what what do you think is the fundamental difference between siege and, and a battle royale like Apex? That, well, that <clears throat> I know that that um, it's not the same for everybody, right? So there's there's people that that would be the exact opposite. You play because siege is you know, oh siege is, is too is too sweaty. I can only play that for a little bit, but I can play um, a game like Apex for hours on end because. Um, because it's different, right? But and I think I I think I venture to say that the differences are are the same, except some people have like one side of the coin versus the other, right? So what the difference is to me is that siege, if something goes wrong, there's a reason, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and and it's mm-hmm. you. Right, you did something wrong, a, a, or a mistake happened. You there was a miss, a missight somewhere, right? And and uh, and then you can like try to address that specifically. You know what I'm saying? So when we, when you're in with a team, <clears throat> and that's the best way to play with with actual teammates that that are trying to to communicate and 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 you know be be an actual team. Mm-hmm. You you go in you you say okay okay guys <laughs> you know what I'm saying we screwed up this is what happened next time we ha- we can try A B C and and see how it goes you know what I'm saying and then you move forward with that bit of knowledge where Apex is just more random you know and to me although that's fun I I would prefer the 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 thinking about like what went wrong what can we do as a team to improve uh and and approach it like that you know what i'm saying like like oh there's 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 a bunch of sweaty tryhards oh awesome how can we circumvent their sweaty tactics i i i like that you know what i'm saying in apex sometimes you just get unlucky that's cool hit start ready up and just try again again it's fun but I, I can get lost in a siege cycle where Apex is like, okay, it's the same thing. We got unlucky, you know, 10 times. Peace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's move on to something else. It sounds like it sounds like the fundamental difference is the RNG factor that you can you can fall into the same place in Apex a dozen times and come out with a dozen different weapons in a dozen different situations yes. whereas Siege, okay, I have this gun, I have this right. piece of uh, gear, and I know yep. exactly the tools at my disposal, and I can be the master of those tools. Yes, exactly and right. I can be more of a master with my tools than they can be of their tools. Right. And, and it's, okay, so, oh, you know what? Like, you can see, if you play a long time in Siege, you can see tactics 
change over time and you can say you, you can tell like oh man a new youtube video must have popped out because everybody's running on this new strat right so then you're like okay the game is changing the tactics are changing how how are so like we circumventing this yeah, the meta right the meta is changing how do we circumvent what we're seeing now and 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 it's it's thoughtful and tactical and 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 I, I even when you lose sure it, it's it's you know it's a bunch of sweaty tryhards but you know what they're 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 good and if you take the time to to try and learn what did they do you you get a little bit better you know i don't know i that's what i like about it but no yeah. i think that's perfect dude yeah <laughs> and i think i think there are a lot of people that fall into that pool right so i mean obviously there's a huge world of people who prefer battle royales and uh the rng factor of of not knowing what weapon you're going to have and not knowing what yes, the situation will exactly be that adds right. color to it so some people really prefer that but then I think identifying that there is absolutely a pool of people who think that getting a win in something like Apex comes down to whether or not you are lucky enough to come across the right weapon and the right gear and the right healing items and, and whatever. And so you're you're circumventing that with a game like Siege. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. A Thai, now, I need to I need are... to carry you around with me. I need like a Thai translator. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> In the real world, no, yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you gotten a chance to try out the new operators on Siege? I have not. I have not. I have. I have not picked up the the new uh, pass. You know, because I have an, enough coins, and I'm I'm contemplating. I, I probably should spend my money elsewhere this season. So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hold off. I played enough to to be able to get enough renown. Which is which is the the currency in game currency to buy the characters, so I think I'm gonna okay. do that. I think I'm gonna do that this time. But they look freaking sweet, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested to hear how they play and if they feel balanced and you know how they're doing in the meta of the game. I mean, oh, you... I'm gonna give you a report, but it's gonna be a, about a week later than than everybody else. Okay, that's right. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, That's what I want to hear. Because I remember like when Maverick came out and it was just like this huge like it people were acting like it was gonna break the game. Like it was gonna make oh, yeah. it was gonna ruin Siege that someone could come through a wall in little tiny ways. Um, and then from from my understanding, like Maverick has been pretty low on the docket, hadn't he? Uh well, yeah, because it's not it's I mean, although it's it's definitely different and and, and you can get the sneaky kills but once if you're communicating and you're like yo there's a maverick and you got to be you know everybody's aware one of the, the the you know the best way to circumvent maverick shoot the hole he makes a hole <laughs> shoot it you know you're gonna get a freaking headshot you know what i'm saying so i've i've gotten killed so many times trying to be sneaky like oh i got these guys and i'm perfectly poke i poke my I head in Boom, done. I will say that happens all the time with Overwatch. Every hero that gets announced, they're going to be broken. They're going to destroy the game. Like, uh, it just happened now with the new hero that got announced. Another Everyone's really? like, he's broken. He's busted. Yeah. He has this thing he drops, and basically the whole team can't die until the machine's destroyed. Nice. It's like, yeah. So 
So everyone's like, nope, this is destroying the game. The game is ruined now. And it's like, I think it's a little bit more than that. I doubt I mean, that. The, the device is probably pretty easy to destroy. Yeah. And it probably doesn't last super long. There, there have rarely been abilities in Overwatch where I've experienced them and been like, wow, that is immensely overpowered when I've gotten my hands on them. Usually I yeah. get my hands on a character and I'll try this, you know, this quote unquote game breaking ability and just been like, oh, oh, it's right. only, that's it. Like, like, I think the only time I've ever felt like I was overpowered at one point was uh, I'm probably going to butcher her name, uh, Brigitte, uh, when mm-hmm. she first came out. When you would like fight like a whole team by yourself, and it wasn't that you were like over. Yeah, she was it crazy wasn't that, strong in the beginning. Yeah, she, it wasn't like she was overpowered and she could wipe a whole team by herself. It just she couldn't die, like, and like all all your team had to do was work together. You'd stall the team by fighting everyone, and then they just come and wipe them out. And like, yeah, I could see why she got nerfed and stuff like that. But it was never like, oh my god, she is unbeatable. This is a terrible situation. I can't believe they've done this. It's never been that with Overwatch, I feel. The only time I've... Because I haven't, I haven't played since before Brigida, I think. What was the name of the healer that came out right before her? She's like the... the Moira. The, sorry, what? Moira. Uh, Moira, that's like right. And so Moira, Moira's ultimate ability is this like Kamehameha attack that extends like across the entire freaking map and lasts for like 15 seconds. Just something just absolutely stupid. And I remember playing <laughs> against her and just, just just getting totally face-walled by this character. And I was like, man, I don't know about this one. I feel a little, little weak here. But then again, I am definitely no Overwatch expert, not by any means. Mm. So that was probably me just being really bad at the game. So that's what know. I see. That's my problem too. I chalk it up most of the time. Like if I get beat up by a character a lot, I'm just like, I'm just bad at the game. She's not broken. They're not broken. No way. Because like. I'm, I know I'm not that good, so I'm right, like, right. yeah, I'm probably just bad at the game. <laughs> I'm just having a rough game. But Moira's still pretty top tier, Just I think just from the aspect that she can heal and do damage. Right. Yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta get go. into that game. Dizzy, we need yeah. to play some more Overwatch. Let's make that happen. Dizzy does need to play more Overwatch. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been slacking I mean, I gotta give him props for... You know, if you if you got your hands on the game, you know, even even two or three years ago, they're still bringing new new competitors to the field, and it's all you know, it's all free and it's all there. And yeah, yeah. I can hop back in whenever I want and have full access to any of those competitors. I mean, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, Blizzard's doing it's a great well. deal. I mean, obviously their loot box system is is kind of poopy and feels like really low reward for the for the amount of time it takes to get loot boxes but yeah. you don't have to pay for them if you don't want and you it's in first person so it's not like you're really seeing your character very much so like i know good. there was a good six months where like just every month when they released a new event 25 dollars went straight in the loot boxes and i'm like nope this has to stop <laughs> this has to stop <laughs> like, 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 like the new event will come out i'd look at my bank account like i can put 25 I mean, I have only been playing this game, and it's like, and then my wife's like, "No, that's how they get you." I'm like, "You're right." Mm-hmm. Pays the twenty five anyway. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Baku knows, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, she keeps me in check. <laughs> oh well. Uh, wait, wait a minute. You hear that? Oh, oh. is that what I think it is? I think oh, it is. Oh, oh baby, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the news. It is March first, two thousand and nineteen. It's good to have you here. Harker Casual's 
Uh, my name is Tie Fighter, and we got uh, one, two, three, four, five things to talk about today. I'm very excited. There is, <laughs> is there anything? There is nothing particularly scandalous this week. Well, unfortunately, well, really. I love the scandal. I love the. There's, there's one. There's one to scandal be that about. was just that was kind of focused on stupidity more than criminal, Bad which is right. which is good. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I'm happy that the worst news is just stupid news and not bad news so anyway let's start off with something happy and bright uh manny's favorite game pokemon is coming out with new game slash games pokemon sword oh and goodness. shield is here well it's not I've here it's coming uh, <laughs> <laughs> on bated breath manny has been anxiously awaiting the next actual full pokemon release so remember yeah. uh pokemon re recently came out with uh let's go pikachu let's go eevee um which I didn't realize until after they were released were literally remakes of what Pokemon Yellow, I think. Yep, that is the yep. one. I didn't even know that. I thought they were new games. Nope, it was back in Kanto, and you were literally playing the same game, but in like three dimensions. Anyway, so this is an actual new Pokemon game, and we we got a, a really good look at it. Uh, we got to look at the world that it's taking place in, which is very kind of uh, United Kingdom esque with a, a mixture of kind of other European regions. And we're going to the UK, and, huh? You're going to the UK. Get your fish. That's right, chips. baby. So just you know, lots of lots of varied landscape between between big cities and small towns and caves and meadows and mountains and it looks it looks very uh, very uh, varied in in the the regions that you're going to see, which is very cool. We also got to look at the three different starter Pokemon. Uh, let me see. Their names are Grookie, Score Bunny, and Sobble. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Sobble being, man myself. You're yeah. a so hashtag Sobble Squad. <laughs> is Sobble the uh, the one that looks like his family was killed right in front of him? Yeah, yeah. he looks like he's seen some things. Like, like really, like he was tied to a chair while someone burst into his house. Oh, no. yeah, I'm gonna be, family. I'm gonna be honest. The only reason I'm, I'm with the Sobble thing. I saw his original image, and he has the little shocked Pikachu face. Yeah, dude. That, yeah, yeah, and I was <gasps> like, done, done. I was like, I've already no, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, but Grookey is a, I believe he's a grass slash bug type, if I remember correctly. Oh. Uh, Score Bunny is, in fact, a miniature Bugs Bunny-esque fire slash lightning character. So that's very interesting. Yeah. And then we have uh, Sobble, and I believe, is Sobble water slash anything? Or I think he's just water. Uh, I know for sure I do it's not water. know. Yeah, I, I don't know the side types. I didn't get to look that one up. That's okay. We'll find out more, I'm sure, soon. Anyway, they're all very cute uh, and adorable, and we did not get a look at their evolutions, so we don't know what that looks like. And we also don't have a ton of information on like what's new and exciting that's coming to this. Uh, according to uh, my good friend Dizzy Baku here, the seven-minute uh, uh, Pokemon announcement that, that we got earlier this week spent a lot of time saying, it's going to be great, I promise. Back to you, main narrator guy. Great, thanks. Let's go talk to this other guy. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Back to you, main narrator guy. And, and I mean, Dizzy, you can speak that, more to this that than being, I can. That being said, the whole direct was seven minutes, and it was 3 a.m. in New Zealand for me. So, <laughs> Ouch, dude. I yeah. was not, like, once the stream started, because they stream all their directs before they upload them, mm -hmm. everyone was very excited, and then we all came to the shocking realization that we're four minutes in and we have not seen any footage of the Pokemon <laughs> game. <All> right. <laughs> Yikes. So, um, so I think it's, it looks good. Like it looks like a core, core, like Pokemon uh, game. 
Um, I am disappointed that they didn't take some of the good things from Let's Go. Like, I really enjoyed the aspect of, uh, so when you, like, walk into the grass and stuff like that, you see the Pokemon. It's not like a random encounter anymore. Dude, that was exactly what I was going to ask you about, is what do you yeah. think about the return of random encounters? I'm okay with it, but I think I think that they're playing it very safe. They're playing this one very safe. Because I think, I think uh, there was a lot of outcry about how much Let's Go kind of changed the formula. And, like, all I wanted was... In, to take the good things from let's go and add it to this like get rid of the catching let me fight the pokemon but like i like the aspect of them popping up and walking around and like you go okay i don't want to catch another zubat i'm gonna walk over to this insert random pokemon and catch him instead but the game the worlds look massive like uh they were showing footage of like them walking in one of the towns and like the towns look populated and like there's like turns it's not just like a straight like go just walk straight forward and that's all you get you get a little turn here but it just leads to loot like that kind of deal mm -hmm. so so i think it's gonna be pretty good like it's pokemon you, you can't really break pokemon like it, i've i've yet to play a bad pokemon game i guess you could say well a True. bad core pokemon game there's spinoffs that we won't talk about but yeah <laughs> <laughs> Usually when uh, they're another like... Thing, another, another thing I noticed is that this one is going to kind of have a mix between new Pokemon and old Pokemon. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped about that. Like, all, obviously, you kind of want to uh, keep the originals. I mean, you've made 800 uh, 3D models of Pokemon. Obviously, you're going to throw them in there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's over 800 Pokemon now. Good God. Yeah. So, like... So like I kind of get if they they're not gonna release a lot of new Pokemon because it's like you've got like eight hundred of them. Do you really need more Pokemon? And do you but always you have to catch you. them all? Is like is that always the thing? They they do they ever? Uh, kind of what you want to do? You want to have them all? Yeah, you kind of I mean, want to yeah, catch it's, them all. It's, it's it's a completionist thing, right? So like with me when yeah. I was playing Pokemon, my job was to pub stomp the Elite Four, right? And and once I got to the point where I could do that, cool. Hit the reset button. Do it a different way. <laughs> uh, uh, like catching catching the original 151, which was mm. probably the last Pokemon game that I played. I think it was Pokemon Yellow. Uh, catching all 151 was was uh, not part of my agenda. And so it was so hard back in the day too. Like oh man, you had to you had have, have two... a you had to have a connect cord and a friend that had the other color. And man, yeah. And then you had to trust that your friend would give you your Pokemon back once you. That's right. It was faith. Yeah, because <laughs> wow. all he had to do was rip that cord out and walk away, and you'd never see him again. <laughs> yeah, dude, you have to like you have to like hold the cord into your Game Boy, and he just rip it out of his, and you're just like, well. And then it didn't have a backlight, so you couldn't see it at night, so you didn't know what you were getting. Oh until no, you woke yeah, up jokes the next on day. you. I had the <laughs> yeah. attachment that you put onto your Game Boy that that put over the screen that had lights that shine down onto it with a see? magnifying glass. See, I could, that ain't I could my battery. screen see, from 20 that feet destroyed away. the battery. I'd never touch that. <laughs> I was like, I've got two double A batteries in here. I'm I'm not taking any chances. That <laughs> grandma's not buying me any more double A. <laughs> oh man. But no, uh but no, they've been really good about uh moving your Pokemon throughout the generations now. So like if you really wanted to, you could start playing at the Game Boy Advance games and basically move your Pokemon all the way to the 3DS. Oh, they carry. Yeah, so from the Game Boy ones, they carry over. That's nice. Well, the Game Boy Advance ones, because that Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Advance generation gap, 
there was no way to transfer over. But once we got to DS, it had like a Game Boy Advance slot. So you oh, can move your Pokemon through there. But I wonder what they're going to do with everyone who's had Pokemon on the 3DS moving over to the Switch. I wonder if they're going to like make a peripheral or mm. like say you got to move it over to Pokemon Bank and we'll move it over to the Switch. I That's wonder tough. how they'll do that. That's tough. Because I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of my friends are like, I've got like 800 Pokemon in this bank here. I'm not re-catching them. <laughs> and that yeah. and that's fair enough. Like I still have my Charizard from uh Pokemon Fire Red. And I'm not leaving him over on the 3DS. He's coming with me. There, there's no debate on that. <laughs> that's that, I don't know that's how. pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is. But no, it looks good. It I mean, I'm expecting it'll be coming out probably November, December, most likely. That's usually when they come out, so so we'll see. There you go. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. It's going to be the first mainline Pokemon title on a non-Game Boy. So that's very cool. Um, first one you can play, you know, on your couch or in your, you know, wherever you want to be. Very exciting. So we'll look forward to that. Moving on. Uh, this is the embarrassing slash silly story of the week. Uh, THQ Nordic tries to do an AMA and ask me anything on Eight Chan. Oh great! Realizes it's it. a bad idea. I'm going to read most of this article. It's going to take me a minute, but I think I think that's important. This uh, this article was written on the day of the transgression, uh, and uh, we'll go from there. This is let me start. With this is Tyler Wild from PC Gamer. THQ Nordic apologizes for granting interview to the toilet of the internet. Achan. Here we go. Earlier today, THQ Nordic <laughs> announced an AMA on its Twitter account. That wouldn't have been a big deal, but unlike most Ask Me Anything sessions, which take place on Reddit, this one was hosted on anonymous image board 8chan. If you are unfamiliar with 8chan, Google once delisted it and warned users of, quote, suspected child abuse content. This has included boards dedicated to pedophilia and fascism. It is known generally for racism, misogyny, and coordinated harassment. It's easy to get a sense of why it's known for these 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 things simply by browsing it or by reading the easy-to-find 2015 Washington Post article about it. As could have been predicted, response to the AMA was overwhelmingly negative everywhere except 8chan itself. In an apology statement sent to PC Gamer and posted after the session, THQ Nordic PR and marketing director Philip Brock said he... He didn't, quote, understand the history of the controversy of the site before agreeing to part or b- before agreeing to and participating in the AMA. That's hard to completely believe. The official THQ Nordic Twitter account promised that someone would, quote, take care of the nasty stuff in the AMA thread, and it was unclear what nasty stuff THQ Nordic could have been referring to, if not for the stuff the site is best known for. What makes Brock's apology even less believable is that he casually engaged with someone in the thread who posted a drawing depicting a man groping a young-looking girl. The user asked where the lollies were, uh, referring to lollycon, to which Brock responded, you got them already, we'd say. Additionally, in response to being asked not to, quote, censor any games nor appeal to the sock... Oh, social justice crowd. Yeah, yeah, SJW. Because the company is doing fine as is, Brock said that THQ Nordic will try and stay that way. While it's possible to impersonate others on 8chan, which also makes it a bad place for an AMA, these posts are specially tagged to indicate that they come from Brock. 
The official THQ Nordic account also liked a tweet defending the AMA and called the, uh, and calling those who had a problem with it sensitive Simons. The apology came just hours later. Quote, I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form, Brock said on that same Twitter account. I am terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my exclamation mark decision and promise to be far more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. This was not about being edgy. This blew up, and I very much regret having done it in the first place, he concluded. Oh, guys. Mm. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah, right? So I, I remember, I remember. I think this was on uh, Tuesday, maybe. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And yeah. I just remember starting to see the trickle of THQ Nordic mentions kind of come into Twitter. And all of a sudden, my entire feed was like, THQ, what are you doing? <laughs> and I, couldn't, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. I had to go figure it out. And I saw what was happening. Finally, I read like... <laughs> Someone someone made a tweet out of like what is actually happening instead of responding to it. And I was just like, oh, no, because I mean, THQ is has generally been currying a lot of favor with the public for their recent yeah. acquisitions of of lots of studios that we consider reasonably you know, dead. Uh, is, you know, especially with picking up like Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of Amal or Reckoning and a bunch of other great games like people have generally thought pretty positive about Nordic recently. And then they pull something like this. And this is bad, guys. I I, yeah. I don't know why they didn't hop on Reddit like 100 perts do for, for something like an AMA. Like, like, I feel like this was like... Exist. I feel like this was one of those situations where they're like, oh, like we should do an Ask Me Anything. It was like, let's do it on Reddit. And like everyone does it on Reddit. Let's do it somewhere <laughs> different. And like, oh, my kid knows this one site. Apparently, it's really cool. It's called Eight Pan. Like, we'll do it there. Yeah. We know a guy, Steve. He's he goes on Eight Chan. Yeah, we'll have him modded. <laughs> and then there's just this one guy who like delivers coffee and is like, I can't tell them that this is a terrible idea because I need this job. I I I, I mean, honestly though, I I I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like, oh, Achan is known for you know all this slanderous stuff. I'm, and I'm saying, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to to tell you that. I think it's totally believable that uh, that this guy doesn't know that that, or he didn't necessarily oh, know like the I lore believe that he of doesn't Achan. know. Yeah, totally. I believe I believe he doesn't know. But what I don't believe is that no one else in that building couldn't tell him that that was a terrible idea. Your social well, media manager should easily be able to tell you. 8chan's a terrible place and you should never go there. <laughs> See, so, well, hey, look. I mean, if, if you if you Google the word 8chan, just the number 8, C-H-A-N, uh, obviously there's news about the recent THQ stuff here, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, brush over that. But I, I go to the Urban Dictionary definition for 8chan, which is relatively close to the top, so I assume it's fairly, fairly visible. And literally the first thing it says was, like a deeper layer of hell, 8chan is an image board for anyone who is too much of an edgelord for 4chan. That's the yeah. first sentence. And if that's and the like first thing that you really see bad. when you're defining a website that you've never heard of before, you might want to reconsider doing your game developer business there. I Just, See, I agree. I what? agree with that. I totally agree with that. Like, like to, to, like, uh, the... The question of how this actually happened, like, clearly he didn't know. And clearly, he did not do any sort of due diligence whatsoever. He just somehow, this guy asked him, 
and he agreed to it, and that was it. And in in full faith, as everything was going to be okay, like he thought it was going to be a low key thing, and it blew up. He had no idea he was messing with fire. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like, I don't think this will do anything to THQ, but they will be the no. butt of tons of jokes. Tons now. of jokes. And the, but look, in all in all honesty, this is a complete. A complete over exaggeration. Like everybody, all the games journalists out there were just salivating to 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 write their their articles, making THQ the butt of a joke. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I find it hilarious to be honest. It is it's funny. Like super. So like, the the thing that's been getting getting under my skin is the people that say like, okay, now that THQ has done this, we have to boycott their games and boycott anyone yeah, who associates oh, with right. them. Right. Right. Uh, oh, here we go. And that was that was what really put it over the edge for me because obviously this company does not, you know, adopt those 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 uh mindsets, right? They're not they're not pushing pedophilia, they're not pushing fascism, they're of not pushing not. white supremacy. Like they of course not. And because they make a stupid error like this, we're like, Ma, they're supporting these things I hate. And it's well, that was because, very frustrating. Now, granted, now, granted, the the people who are making that kind of noise are probably a, a very vocal but very minority. Right. So, I mean, yeah. we're probably talking about a very small sect of people and just getting mad at people for getting mad. But anyway, unfortunately, that, that was that part that of this minority out. are writing articles on popular websites. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, to to a degree, but I, I'll be honest. I've I read quite a few of the articles that were covering this, and most of them were be, were basically kind of what you and I are like and like wow this was a really stupid move right, and i don't know happened. how yeah. i don't know how they got to the, the to this being the right choice like uh, like and, i think and, if anything uh, someone's going to lose their job for it to be honest yeah, that's about it, it. it that's about i don't as far think i don't think too many journalists hopped on the let's boycott thq nordic train to be honest i think that was i think what i saw was journalists saying look at all these angry t- tweets saying these things. Right, the general right, right. vibe of the articles was not, I agree with all these angry people on Twitter. It was, look at all these angry people on Twitter. Which, unfortunately, I, 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 equals I, news these days. Well, right, yeah. right. But, uh, you know, uh, well, we're talking about it. It was a slower news week, you know, and this one is fits the bill, you know. You but it is, it is a shame that we live in, in, in a day where guilt by association it's freaking damnable. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's you're guilty. You know, so you 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 slip, you walk into a freaking HN AMA, and the next thing you know, he's like, "Oh, I, I'm I don't uh, condone pedophilia." You know, you've done messed up. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, to me though, I I think it, it it's a shame that he would even have to go there. Like to, it's it it should be obvious. Like Ty said, he uh, the. They're not making pedo games, you know what I'm saying? They don't have, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever, um, Lolly Finder, the game, you know what I'm saying? It's uh, (laughs) (laughs) Lolly Fighter. Yeah, yeah. all right, never mind. To be Uh, honest, if this was uh, the developers of Dead or Alive, I can see why we'd be upset about this. But like THQ, they're like, like nothing they've ever done is like promoted what they're you're, apologizing you're okay. for. So okay, I, I I I can see that a little bit more because at least there's a direct line to their game content that you yeah. can say, oh look, you know, whatever. 
But you know what? I don't yeah. know. Buddha, what do you think about all all this? I just, somebody dropped the ball. Somebody's going to lose their job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except for the I fact mean, that it was like the CEO, right? It was like the head the honcho. Guy was like the head of PR and marketing, yeah. But he had to, he, I don't know, he probably had somebody that went, that's supposed to, I don't know, do the research for him. You know, he's not doing it himself. He's having somebody else do it. And either somebody played a cruel joke on him or, uh, or you know, or they were very smart. Oh, do you think that's what I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how that might happens, be honestly. Like, conspiracy theory. I enjoy this conspiracy theory. It was an a, a disgruntled, <laughs> oh, no. it was a disgruntled THQ employee that pushed yeah, it up the chain no he doesn't know anything he doesn't he you know he doesn't know he's he's the marketing director but he you know he's like i yeah. don't understand what's the big deal oh i yeah what is i think that's that, that makes so much sense <laughs> why is the floor so sticky here i just love it i just love it we've got a guy to handle the nasty stuff yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, look, look, honestly, that 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 can go with anything, you know. It's 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 the internet, is it, you know. Yeah, there's gonna be people that say stupid things, you know. So I wouldn't look if somebody said, "Hey, we gotta, we're got, we're gonna take care of the nasty stuff." I wouldn't think anything of it. I really wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? And me being completely ignorant of 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 what the backstory of H Han is or was, you know. I could. It, 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 I believe that this is just a mistake, completely innocent. He said, "Oh look," he said, "the they had a guy that'll take take care of the nasty stuff." I mean, true. That's that's half of what people say nowadays on the internet. <laughs> you know, but well, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Uh, poor poor THQ. They'll be all poor right. Poor THQ. They'll get. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they'll they'll release the next game that people have been waiting for, and people will mention, oh, <laughs> remember that time they did that AMA? Man, it was super dumb. Anyway, right. this game's coming out; it's gonna be great. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Ten out of ten. It'll be chalk it up to the list of cringy game, game developer so, things. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All they have to do is release Kingdoms of Omnor Reckoning two, and we'll forget about it. Yeah, they, they that's just have true. to make it. They just have to remaster it. Yep. They just remaster it, and we'll all every, water under the bridge. Eight who? Eight what? <laughs> Right. No, it's going to be not. great. Anyway, moving on. Hilarious. But anyway, okay, so next thing. Uh, okay, Anthem got a major loot update patch. So I remember uh, remember I was talking, I was playing Anthem this week, uh, and there was a pretty blaring issue with the way that loot works. Now, remember, Anthem is a kind of a looter, shooter, grinder type of game, and so loot is very important to a player's enjoyment of the game, right? You continue playing, you know, some of the same types of content or the same instances over and over again in hopes that the enemies drop loot for you and hopefully that loot makes you more powerful so you can get through those those uh, activities more efficiently in the future, right? The problem was is that loot was dropping with passive bonuses on it as, as all loot in that game does. They call them inscriptions. And these inscriptions were dropping in such a way that they did not help the weapon that they would drop on. So let me give you an example. So the Colossus, which is the big beefy thick boy of, of the, of the javelins, the Colossus is capable of using the biggest and heaviest weapons. One of which is called an auto cannon, which is basically like a handheld Gatling gun. And the Colossus is the only one of the four that is capable of carrying this thing. Now there are also weapons that are too small for the Colossus to carry. A Colossus is un, is not allowed to use pistols. 
whether they're uh, machine pistols or heavy pistols. If it's a pistol, the Colossus can't use it. And I actually ran into this the other day. I got a, a, a machine pistol to drop that had inscriptions on it that buffed my auto cannon damage. So if you do that logic there, I got inscriptions that buffed a weapon that for anyone who was capable of using this weapon was not able to take advantage of the inscriptions on it because the inscriptions were for weapons that were unable to be used by anyone who could use that weapon. And so that kind of cross logic existed on virtually, it was capable of, of coming onto every weapon. So if you got an LMG, it was possible that you could get uh, you know, pistol damage increases. Or if you got a pistol, it was possible that you could get sniper rifle increases. And it just didn't make sense. And you were getting all these these drops of cool items, but then these items were like, they, they totally fell flat because, you know, the potential for these inscriptions is very strong, but then they would, you know, they push you very strong in the wrong direction. And so on Thursday, they came out with this big patch that basically said, okay, we are overhauling the inscription process. And... Basically, now, if you get a pistol, it's only going to drop with either inscriptions that improve your pistol or improve your javelin. And so the, these inscriptions might might say, like, you can now fly longer or your pickup radius is wider or more health drops or your weapon recoil is decreased. Like, those kind of inscriptions can drop, but you're no longer going to get any of them that are for a different type of weapon. So everything should be helpful to you now and nothing will be mm. like a dead inscription. And so that was super nice. Um you know, there was kind of mixed results with the with the loot patch because some people were hoping that more loot would drop. You know, some people say that there's kind of a kind of a scarcity of loot right now, seeing as you only get anywhere from you know three to five pieces of loot per mission. I don't think that's the case. I think we're getting plenty of loot right now. But anyway, mm -hmm. that's that's the patch that came out for Anthem. I don't know if you guys. I mean, Buddha's you're a big shooter looter type of game player. Um, I'm sure you saw this news come out. What were your thoughts on it? I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to actually play it, so I haven't, I couldn't experience this, but I mean, it sounds like they're trying to fix some things. I mean, it looks like it was an oversight, but, uh, it says there, like, I guess the hot fix is now live, but it's missing it one live, of the, yeah. um, uh, one of the changes. And I guess it's with the issue of it, um, dropping uncommon and common drops at level 30. And I guess so that was supposed thing. to be part of the patch. Um, they were trying to eliminate white and green drops after you hit level 30. Uh, for those who don't know, white and green drops are always the lowest tier. They're always the, yeah, you know, the um, worst versions of whatever that is. And people were having issues where they'd, they'd be top level, top tier, best loot going into the hardest stuff. And they'd get they'd get the worst gear to drop from the hardest enemies, and so logically that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I watched a stream. Uh, friend did a G Grandmaster three, I think it is. Did he really? Yeah, uh, it was over on Twitch, uh, and he got a white weapon from it, and yeah. he was and he was livid. It, yeah, it, and he he had every right to be like livid because it's the worst. So if you get if you get a level thirty pistol that's white and a level thirty pistol that's you know, purple, you're talking about vast, like exponential differences in power output. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine that would be a bummer. So it was supposed to be part of this loot patch that came out on uh, Thursday. Unfortunately, they said that they couldn't get it to test correctly. So it's probably going to come out in the next week or so. Uh, I, I followed up on, on this loot patch with a little post on the blog, basically saying that 
this is a really good example of, of Bioware being super agile because people's gripes about loot have only been present for about six days. And so within that six days, they were able to identify the problem, figure out how to fix it, make the fix, and then patch it, which for a game like Destiny is about six months worth of work yeah, as opposed to six notes. days. Take and so notes. it is insane that they can make such sweeping changes like that so, so like, quickly. So while like, there are a lot of problems that are persistent, the the concept of them being able to fix them like this is very, very exciting. Like I don't know any other game that does that, like hot fix like that, because it was really fast. Like I saw I saw a tweet about it. And the next thing, you know, like a couple of days later, I saw a tweet from uh, Bioware going, yep, we're fixing it. It's like, yo, like, is that coming out like with the next content update? And then I hear that it's coming out in like a couple of days. It's like they are onto it over there. They're trying to make yeah. this game like it's really good to see them like respond to it. Like Bunge- most of the time, Bungie, like they just sit there. They go, we're aware of it. And then they say nothing about it for six months. And like you said, and then they go, oh, we're fixing that problem. You guys had a problem with. Yep. So I think that comes down to fundamentally how the games are built. So Bioware has been pretty vocal about the fact that the way they made the game, the way that it was developed and coded, a lot of it, a lot of these things are on sliders. And so you can make these fixes very quickly. Now, I know it's not literally knobs that you just turn, but like changes like this are supposedly relatively quick for them to make. And it was made to be fast because they knew that they were going to need to make changes like this from the start. And a game like Destiny, unfortunately, is not built this way. And there's a lot of systems on top of systems. And so making changes mm. changes a lot of things more than than just what, it, what the initial purpose is. And so it's a lot more challenging and takes a lot more time. So anyway, I'm, I'm really happy to see that. It's really cool. Um, there's still a long way to go. There's still a lot to fix. I was going to say there was there is a company that already does this kind of stuff. We I think we just may have forgotten about it. But Fortnite is known for oh, being yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like this. I mean, day of. Oh, hey, it looks like the uh the, the you know, the gun is not working the way we thought it was. Right, right. We're just going to we're just going to take it out real quick and put it back in. Okay, there you go. And now it's back. And now okay. Yeah. And they make they make changes on the daily in that game. Super when I remember I, very clearly when there was a physics issue with uh with one of the dances and they they really I remember, I remember that. Yeah, you were yeah. talking about that. They jumped on that one <laughs> very quickly. Uh, real quick uh how <laughs> so is warframe with that with that kind of stuff warframe yeah i know you play a lot of warframe like how are they with like hot fixes and uh warframe's patches? pretty good so they do they do about uh a patch a week generally they don't they don't do a lot of they don't do a lot of you know day of patches like yeah. oh this is wrong let's quit let's fix it real quick uh but like they they are good at addressing things on a regular basis. Yeah, and if you like, just I, look I up like Warframe red text, they they're always yeah. doing hot fixes and patches and fixing stuff up. The problem is that the way that their relationship works with uh, Xbox or PlayStation or what have you, I don't know why it's different, but they have to like gather up all their changes into big chunks and then send them to Xbox uh, for yeah. certification. That's and an Xbox thing. Chunk. Yeah. Yeah, That's but like, okay, so like, why doesn't Bioware need to do that? Because EA, um, it could be the size, it could be the size, EA. it could be, yeah, it could be the money I mean, that they're. Anyway, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the difference between client side and 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 player side. 
maybe. Mm. Um, you know, changes to changes to the Bioware servers instead of changes to the actual game files that are on your True. Xbox. That that'd yeah. probably be my guess. But anyway, uh, Warframe is good, but unfortunately, if yeah. you're on console, you have to do it in in discrete chunks that come out uh, every every month or six weeks ish. Uh, which, like, I like to think that uh, Warframe is one of those games that does does the open like the loot, looter shooter very well. They do it. They they have kind of a different attack on it, and the way they do it is much more focused on crafting. Uh, yeah. But yes, it is. You, there is a lot of RNG, and there there is a lot more purposeful purposeful farming, which is uh, a term that has come up. In that, like, you can identify. Okay, I want this gun. All right, cool. What do you need to get this gun? Well, I need to complete this activity this many times in order to get this thing so I can build it. And so that's what Warframe does. And that's a little bit different than, you know, something like Anthem where it's like, all right, I want I want the Divine Vengeance assault rifle. Okay, cool. Well, go 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 do the 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 strongholds and uh you know, every now and then they drop a legendary and it might be one of those. So it's it's a lot less purposeful. You can't be like, yeah. okay, cool. Divine Vengeance drops from this contract, so I can grind this contract over and over. Like that's not how Anthem works. Yeah, I'd love it if it did, but it doesn't. Yeah, uh, and so it's a little bit more random. But anyway, but that's I will a say different conversation for a different day. Definitely, they're definitely fixing all the content, like all the problems that had that they even like people brought up at launch, and they're like really on to fixing them. Yeah, and I know people are kind of tired of hearing it, but I mean, I'm really excited for where Anthem's going to be in six months. Yeah, I'm excited. Like that's one of the reasons why I bought it early because I don't want to have to worry about it six months from now. Going, oh man, I need to buy a copy of Anthem because it looks amazing. Right, right. I want to be here on the ground floor. I wanted to experience it. I I enjoy the the gunplay and the fighting and the abilities enough to deal mm. with this, you know, kind of nonsense that we're dealing with right now. But that's okay. Yeah, one of these days I have to jump into your stream and pick your brain about it because I've got away. questions. I'm around. <laughs> pick away. Reviews coming out. Theharkercasuals.com/blog <laughs> next week. Uh, real quick, while while we're on the anthem, and, and I know this is not necessarily in in on the questions, but we know that the the sales have been pretty rough for the for anthem. It's been a rough week or so for for anthem, right? Uh, and now all of a sudden there, there there's there's talk of is is Bioware in danger because EA has a has a a history of dropping people that that have. Uh, not necessarily met expectations. You know I don't think Anthem's in danger at all. So one thing that was really misreported is is how well Anthem is doing. That was only in the UK, right? So the, the report came out that the physical sales in the United Kingdom were not where they should have been. And, you know, that's probably true. It probably should have sold a couple more physical copies. We still have really bad, bad data about where digital sales are, not just in the UK, right. but literally everywhere. Right. What was mm. super interesting to me is when I go on to popular Xbox games on xbox.com, Anthem is both number one and number three for number one played games on Xbox right now. And that's just Xbox. So do not assume that Anthem is is floundering. It's not the rocket success that something like Apex is, but I'm sure that the player base is doing just fine for now. That being said... I, I don't think that EA is going to stab Bioware in the back on this one because I think EA really needs Anthem to to win. And right. if they if they you know call it quits on Anthem like they did with Mass Effect, then all that EA is going to have left is Apex Legends and its sports games and it can't do that. 
So it, it, yeah, think, you're absolutely right. I will Go say ahead, from Vincent. like uh, the other side of the world, New Zealand, like um, like where I work, we don't see it fly off the shelves because everyone bought it digitally. Like yeah, most right. people who uh, most people who buy those like Destiny and stuff like that, they're like, I might as well buy it digitally because I mean I've got to download all the DLC anyway. So. Like they're all like they've set up a game plan. I don't know what uh, Anthem's DLC plan is. I'm pretty sure it's all free. That's and, 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 uh, and the, honestly, yeah, yeah. so let's be real. When you go and pick up a game, and the only thing inside the disc, inside the box, is a code for you to download digitally. How many times are you going to do that before you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna just get it digitally. Mm. Why? Why go to the freaking store? Well, I don't. I don't see that too often. Um, the it only happens. time I've seen a box with a code in it was with PUBG. Yeah, PUBG was a box uh, with a code. But yeah, but still, you're taking the disc and you have to download it. No, I absolutely wouldn't. Yeah. So the only the only response I would have to it is is uh, people generally people potentially still buy physically for two reasons. Number one, for resale value in case that you know they don't want to keep it forever, and number two, for the people that do want to keep it forever. Uh, buying a game digitally does not mean that you own the game. Nope. So not everyone knows this, but buying a digital game is not buying the game. You are buying a license to play that game. And at any given time, if you break a rule, for example, Microsoft or Sony or whoever you're buying your license through has the ability to revoke all of your licenses at the snap of a finger. That's, that's part of the terms and conditions that everyone signs. And if you break their rules, they will break your hard drive of, of all the games that are there that you bought digitally. Yeah, they and can so flick a switch and just turn off all it, your games. It is, it is it is instant. They can revoke that is it. True. It's awful. But uh you know you're paying for convenience. You're paying that level of of you know convenience for the potentiality that they have control over it. And so people who buy physical are protected from that. Now, granted, they're not protected from like their Xbox Live, for example, or the cloud saves or the ability to play with other people. But if 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 I got called out for violation of T's and C's tomorrow, there are about a dozen games that I could still play because they're on my shelf. But the other 150 of them are on my hard drive digitally and they would all be gone. Yeah, Just like it's freaking that. terrible, man. It's, it's scary. But at the same time, I'm generally not a rule breaker. So I, I feel fairly safe with my digital games. Straight so, lace tie. That dude. Exactly. <laughs> Except for that one time that we talked about. Except for that yeah. one time. Yeah. Never yeah. forget. Never <laughs> forget. Yeah. I've, I've gone to more digital now. Uh, being a comic book guy, like normally physical is what you want, but uh, it's just too easy. It's too convenient. I don't have to go anywhere. I can just, yeah. I can do it from the app. Like, like, Oh yeah, here I'm buying that. And, Set it to download on my Xbox while I'm at work. It's they like, did a good job with that, right? They they did. Like yeah. to be honest, like I only have physical because I get a discount. Once the discount stops, I'm back to digital, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As soon as I have well, to pay full price for video games, back to it. <laughs> yeah, this is true, man. But I'll tell you, how yeah, many? How many? The, the how many did, uh, physical games do I have that are still in the plastic because I got a discount or whatever, right? Uh, the very those make me feel bad. 
the backlog oh. of games that are still on my and I set them up. I set them up. It's on it's on my Xbox. Like these are the games I need to play. I I put money into them. The 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 digital backlog. They don't. It doesn't make me feel bad. It's just a number. It's it's, it's in there. You know. But uh, I'm trying yeah. a little on mine. <laughs> Oh, well, sorry about that. What's uh, what's uh, what's next there, Ty? Go ahead. All right. Uh, next is a exciting little potential thing that we got on our way. So last week we mentioned that uh, Google had an announcement that was coming to GDC, which is in two weeks. Uh, we got another little tease of an announcement that is happening this time at PAX East. Borderlands developer Gearbox promises reveals at PAX East panel. This is a thank you to Irman Khan at Game Informer, but this is just a little quick one. The schedule for PAX East's panels has finally been revealed, showing that people can expect from the show in Boston at the end of March. One of those panels is from Gearbox, the Texas-based developers for games like Borderlands and mm. Battleborn. Promises, quote, never before seen reveals on stage at the panel. Speculation is rampant that this could finally be Borderlands 3. So... I'm very excited. Borderlands 2. You know, obviously we just did a run through of Borderlands 2 for the uh, the Guardian Con hunt uh, a few weeks back, and it was really cool to get back in that world. And that was just a big reminder that Borderlands 2 really laid the foundation for a lot of the looter shooters that we play now. And so getting the next iteration of that has mm-hmm. been something that you know has been kind of at the back of our minds for the last what five years. So this is very exciting. Very. So I'm just gonna bust. Exciting. I'm just gonna bust some bubbles here. It's it's gonna be Battleborn too. We all know it. It's gonna be Battleborn too. <laughs> Battleborn was the worst decision. It's Battleborn too. I felt so bad. I wanted to like Battleborn so much because it was from the makers of Borderlands, and then they literally they came out what a week after Overwatch, a week before, oh. and it was oh. it was it was the same time. And that you yeah. want to talk about dead on arrival? Border yeah. Battleborn went in the toilet immediately and it like, never like, had a chance i remember playing the campaign with my friends it was like four of us we were like oh yeah we'll buy this we'll play it and then we'll we'll be done with it by the time overwatch comes and then we have two games to play we have two choices of hero shooters we bought it we played an hour of the campaign we we're like let's try multiplayer and then my friend was like well, wait a minute and then my other friend was like yeah and i'm like yeah this is a moba no <laughs> we just turned it off <laughs> I came yep. back to it later and because I, I love the character design. I love the artwork in it, but it was not what people were looking for. Nope. It was definitely not. Well, didn't they try to go toe-to-toe with, uh, like, on yeah. Twitter against Overwatch? They're like, oh, let the best hero shooter win type <laughs> Did of Did they really? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, like, don't pick that fight, buddy. Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, not a yeah, great I, move. I think Overwatch said something like eventually there would be a, a a free-to-play game or whatever, and they got they got pretty heated. <laughs> oh, the sad oh, thing really? was Battlefield. Yeah, I, I think there was something about that. Like, and then uh, the um, uh, the yeah, whoever was head of the Battleborn stuff was was getting on Twitter like, "We'll we'll never be a free-to-play game," and all this stuff. And mm. it was probably Randy Pitchford. The guy yeah. I remember we were talking about not very long ago for doing some pretty shady stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I, wouldn't get it past them. I remember. I remember what two years ago, Battleborn. There was like this whisper that they were going to go free to play, and then they Battleborn did. came out, and they were like, "Man, no, we're going to stay paid. It's going to be the right thing to do." And it was not. Right. They did go free to play at one point for like a little bit. They, they had like a demo time. week or something like that. 
and yeah, where like you got like a rotation of champions for a couple weeks. Yeah, and, like, so they still do that actually. I, I I get their updates on Twitter every week. It's like this week you can play is blah 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 blah. But it's like it's the same as uh it's the same as like the way Smite is, right? I mean it's yeah. It's, but Smite's free to play. The thing is, is that their 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 gods are locked are locked behind, you know, the currency that you earn during game. Yeah. But every week they make five new ones of, available in a rotation faction or fashion, right? So it's like that. So you're not you're not unlocking them per se. You're just able to play them for a while without literally unlocking them. Yeah. Which like But you still have to own the game. Yeah. Weird. This like board bo- uh not Borderlands. Uh Battleborn is a sad thing. Just tried to fight the wrong game and lost. Oh it got oh yeah. lost didn't even start. <laughs> like if it would have just like came out like yeah. maybe six months after Overwatch, it might have picked up some traction. But I like no dude. I don't I I mean Overwatch like grew for the first two years. It was yeah, it was stronger true. after six months than it was at the beginning. That is true. I don't know when that game could have come out to like not be buried by the Overwatch. Only, it it, it should have come out months, like, months not. before, months before. It, yeah, if it I mean, came out, so that it could build well, its like, own. There's still a there's they still have a pretty loyal fan base though. Not saying that Bo- that Battleborn Two is coming. That was a complete joke, guys. That- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah dude, I'm not serious. Okay. Yeah, like, just for anyone listening, thinking like, is he really like defending right. Battleborn right now? It's like <laughs> it's not coming anytime soon. It'd be one of the biggest surprises in gaming if it was. But Borderlands Three is gonna be amazing. I God, I hope so. If they're able, so, it, I, I just go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead, Ty. I just worry that. It's gonna. It's going to have been so long that Borderlands Three could potentially struggle from the same struggles that a lot of recent comedy sequels have struggled from. Uh, think the Dumb and Dumber sequel. Think Anchorman uh, sequel. Think yeah. Zoolander Two. And these these movies tried so hard to capture the magic that the first ones had that it ruined it. Right. They're, they were just trying so hard to rehash everything that made the, the original great. And so what happens when Borderlands 3 comes out? And it's like, well, we have to, like, it's been so long, we have to rehash this stuff in order to be a guaranteed win. But then th- then they haven't moved forward at all. And that, you know that's what happened with the pre-sequel. Uh, mm. It was just, it was DLC, even though they were charging us $60 for it, which was weird. I think, uh, I think what Borderlands 3 needs to do is what they tease at the end of Borderlands 2. Yeah, they need bigger. to expand. It just needs to be bigger. It give me the same. Way bigger. Yeah, give me everything that Borderlands 2 was, just bigger. Bigger scale. And I think it'll be fine. Yeah, so for, because... for those who haven't seen it, at the end of Borderlands 2, you know, Borderlands 1 and 2 both take place on a planet called Pandora. Uh, and that's where all the vaults are because that's where the ancient alien race that created the vaults landed. Anyway, at the end of Borderlands 2, you f- you know this vault pops up, this map of the galaxy, and all these Borderlands vault symbols pop up all over the galaxy as if these vaults are present on multiple planets in multiple parts of this galaxy. And so that was the tease for what, what could be coming next. So... Uh- Oh, here's a good question for you, Ty. Uh, do you think that Borderlands 3 is going to be a shared world, uh, like Anthem, like Destiny kind of game? I think in today's market, a lot of developers feel like it has to be. 
Uh, would you want that? I wouldn't mind. I love those kind of games. You just have to do it right. It has to work on the first day. Uh, I mean, in a, in a way, Borderlands 2 was that kind of, because you could do everything with friends. Yeah. Uh, everything was possible to multiplayer. Like from the moment you start to the moment you end, you could have four people on your team doing it together. The only thing, you know, quote unquote missing was was social and public space. So... Mm. Like you were never seeing anyone outside of your fire team, for example. And so, yeah, there would be some major changes to social structure. There would be some changes to how public areas work. But I mean, honestly, dude, if you go back and you play Borderlands right after having played a lot of Destiny, it's really familiar. It just <laughs> feels it just feels a lot more lonely. But I mean, they have large scale open areas where quests take mm. place and, and enemies just hang out and it just feels like it would be so easy to just plop some public events down and let multiple people come into a single instance and just start fighting against a bunch of freaking bugs or, you know, lizard monsters or whatever it is you were dealing with. Like it, it seems well, like it would make sense. Uh, and well, that's I think Borderlands 2 perfected loot. Oh, absolutely, dude. I mean, the loot yeah. explosion originated from Borderlands 2. I mean, like, like none of these other millions like, of potential of of potential gun drops for, for the different stats and number of different t- gun types and it was just it was crazy, and that's yeah. the kind of stuff that people are looking for in Anthem right now. They literally they remember Borderlands two and see loot exploding out of enemies when they died, especially the biggest and, and best ones. I mean, literally exploding and raining down from the sky. Okay, I think That's I need to go feeling. and play Borderlands 2. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> 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 I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... Yes, I 100% think that that it could work. I, right. I think that would be great fun. And and in this day and age, that's how games are making money, right? Because mm-hmm. you want people to pay 60 bucks for the game. And according to what I know about developers, I, I think I heard on the news a couple months back that the general I think it's EA or Activision, one of you know, one of the big bad guys, they generally want <laughs> they generally want developers to entice players to end up spending twice the cost of the game for the life mm. of the game. So if, if I release Destiny, it costs sixty dollars over the over the life of of Tie Fighter's time with the game. You want him to spend sixty more dollars on the game, yeah. And so you have to you have to entice that with with good loot, with quality uh, loot boxes or however that looks like, with new content that's paid for or whatever, uh, because it is more valuable for us to continue to focus on a single game and make additions to that game. Than it is to hit the reset button after after every time we get sixty bucks from a player. And well, so, like, uh, if you think of a game that did that and more, uh, The Witcher Three, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, sixty dollar yeah. game, and then two expansions that were basically worth sixty dollars. But what? How much yeah, were they? They took it to the absolute max, and I think they yeah. were able to do that because. A, they were very upfront with the players about what they knew their expectations were for CD Projekt Red. Uh, mm-hmm. And they were honest and they were positive about that. They made a quality game for 60 bucks. I mean, they gave you a huge game for value purposes that was incredible. Fun fact, and, still not done with that game. <laughs> oh, I, I never <laughs> finished it. I made it to Novigrad and quit. It was just too much. It uh, made it into my backlog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> But then when when the DLCs came out, 
at, like they earned people's dollars from there and they yeah. sold so many copies that they've they've funded themselves for many years to come with that game and i'm very happy for them for that because i feel like they they've earned that so see i yeah. I, I know anyway. i know uh g- game companies they look at that like oh that's the secret sauce you know you, you have dlc but we're we're much more uh uh, picky now you know what i'm saying like we really we really want value and if they if they provide a value for the for the upfront cost of the game gamers will reward you you know what i'm saying the gamers will mm-hmm. reward you if they enjoy their experience and you you give another dlc that's also has like substance to it like people will gladly pay to to continue the experience but too often when you you, you pay a full triple a title sixty dollars uh, you know it's you have to wait for it to actually work properly so you give that a couple of months you know for them to tweak it out and then when you beat it it feels like wait a minute uh, you know what's this i don't i feel hollow it doesn't it, it doesn't feel like a, a complete game and then they slip in the oh you want that complete meal you know what i'm saying you want you want to starch with your steak uh or, or you know like here dlc is coming and then you feel cheated you know and then you're well, like destiny i hate you yeah, oh, i'm sorry right, wait a minute. i know you're talking about destiny right <laughs> now. oh yeah yeah i was like oh no here we go again <laughs> right um i i would say that so like especially the developers that we're talking about this month in particular are doing a really good job of kind of subverting that like yes anthem came out and and it has a lot of issues but they've already committed to an entire year's worth of content that's coming out for free they're not charging for content updates with that game and that's that's crazy and then it sounds like the division is doing the exact same thing yeah uh all content that's coming out for the next year for the division two is free now you can access it early and get a couple of other like cosmetic and 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 you know that kind of stuff if you want to pay for their quote unquote season pass, which is forty bucks, and you get a week ahead of everyone else to this content. But if you just want to buy the game and play the content and you know get it when it comes out, it is free. And this is this is these two games coming out so close together and having such a cohesive story as to what the what the the standard practice should be, i.e., you know charge 60 bucks for the game, give people the opportunity to spend money for stuff that they find value, but then add content to it for free. I think that might end up being a new standard because uh, the model, you know, while the execution has been questionable, the model has been really well received. Yeah. And so I, I, I think we'll probably end up seeing more of that. Yeah. Which I'm, so. I'm perfectly happy with this uh, yeah. genre of game. And like, I wish I had more time for it like I did with Destiny 1, but like since playing Destiny 1, I'm like, I'm completely sold. Just give me new, different new experiences and don't have them all be sci-fi games and we might nah, be able dude, to go no somewhere sci-fi. with it. <laughs> we do. But like, I love sci-fi. Don't get me wrong, but I would like to see uh, see the genre branch out in ideas. Like, different ideas could work in it. It's just oh, sci-fi works. Oh, true. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I, I could plug Destiny here and say that Destiny has gone from sci-fi to you know semi-western with the forsaken and then now we're living in like a full-blown fantasy uh with with the dreaming city and all that's taking place in there and uh you know i could talk for another half an hour about how the the raid just itself is probably one of the most high pieces of fantasy that i've seen in games in 
Well, you might get to talk about Destiny if we keep one day. Going. <laughs> one day, no, that's not for that's not for today. <laughs> but oh, you mean you mean Destiny? Yeah, for, yeah, I was, next, setting, you I was oh. setting you up. I was setting you up. Well, there we go. Speaking of Destiny, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dizzy. You know what? Uh, I, I appreciate that 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 volleyball. I apologize for Tie Fighter for for freaking messing up your beautiful layup. You know what I'm saying? You set it up. No, dude. No, I just. That that layup went right over my head. I thought you were talking about letting me go off okay. on uh, about the raid. And I was like, oh, yeah. guys, I'm not going to talk about the Forsaken campaign and all the nuance of that story and blah, blah, blah. That, that's yeah. a tie He's like, I'm saving that for my written day. review. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, guys. Uh, we got one more story today via the news. Uh, yesterday was a huge day for reveals for what's coming next on Destiny. Uh, for anyone who has the annual pass for content for this year, this is a this is a big update, and it's coming. You know, there's no more to buy at this point. This is just what's coming next, uh, and this is called the season of the Drifter. So the Drifter is a, a pretty mysterious character in Destiny, but he's the one who's in charge of the Gambit mode, which is the PVEVP mode, uh, and we are getting a new version of Gambit called Gambit Prime and. Uh, Bungie themselves have literally called it the sweatier version of Gambit. We don't know a lot about it at this point, except that it is going to be faster. It's going to be single round and it is going to be intense because apparently the enemies are going to be harder and there's going to be a lot more risk reward to it. Uh, We also know that they are introducing a new PVE pinnacle activity is what they called it called the reckoning. Uh, Again, we don't know a lot about what it is, but it looks a little bit like a timed horde mode just like a total like like horde rush uh based on what we saw in the in the video documentary that they released again we know very little about it but the cool part is is that the rewards for reckoning will be armor pieces that contribute to armor sets that you can use to have advantages in this new gambit prime mode so these sets will contribute to different roles that a player can have and so there are four roles that a player can have in Gambit Prime. And so you can choose which one of these roles you want to have and then grind for those sets in Reckoning so that when you go back to Gambit, you can be the best version of that role uh, on your team. So that that's pretty cool. That's going to end up being a pretty fun loop, I think. Um, I, so uh, will, will these roles also... Um make a difference in in like the core game itself you know what i'm saying like the armor they, the answer to that is no okay uh so they've I, I, that question was answered very quickly like well is there any point to me wearing this armor outside of gambit prime and the answer is it looks really cool but okay. the passives <laughs> the passives that are on this armor are very similar uh dizzy to like raid armor from d1 where yeah. if you're wearing this armor in the raid you have x y and z advantage yeah, uh, I watched uh, the vid doc uh, last night. Actually, yeah, it was really good. Um, you you know more about Destiny than than anyone else I know. Um, they said something about like uh, doing missions up to light six hundred. So yeah, that's a new thing that they've instituted. They call it what do they call it? Like super powering or like mega power or power power? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway. They've introduced bounties for people who are behind that are pretty easy to complete. And I'm talking like, go do three patrols and two strikes. And 
the reward for this bounty are blue rarity items that are 640 power, which is right below the maximum light right now. And so one issue that a lot of people have with the introduction of the previous expansion was, okay, you've made all this content for this really high light level, but I never had a chance to get to max level before. And so now it's going to take me freaking forever to get to this new content that you just got me all excited about. But mm. the only way that I have to get there is to keep doing what I've been doing before this expansion. So that was bad. And so now they're giving, they're basically giving people a way to supercharge their leveling up so that they can now start participating in the new content, uh, according to Bungie, within the first two hours. Well, so, gentlemen, looks like I'm coming back to Destiny. Let's go, baby. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was my biggest problem with getting back into Destiny. It was like, there's so much content and I don't have the time to grind. I've got two hours. I can do yeah. that. Yeah. And so literally, like literally, uh, the, the picture I saw was uh, the, the bounty was like do public events and do patrols or whatever. And then for that, you will get a primary and uh, and a secondary weapon and they will both be blue and they will both be 640 power. And then you can, and then there's like six bounties that you can do and they're all easy and they all give you dope gear. It's low rarity, but it boosts your light up. So now all of your drops will be that light and you can kind of hit the reset button on, on your drops. And so now instantly all of your good drops will be high level instead of low level. And so you will have basically skipped this huge amount of leveling grind. For, for uh, not having to do any difficult tasks. You know, it's, it's doing the tasks that you are able to do, but now you can get this, this great, awesome gear for it. So that's, I will that's say, a really cool way to, to give people the opportunity to jump right in if they want to. Huh. Yeah, I will say when I was watching the vid doc and they were like, oh, the, uh, what is it called? The Revenant? Reven the Reckoning. Something? Yeah, the Reckoning. They're like, oh, it's just like Crota in D1. I'm like, that was yeah, the most was intense experience that I've yeah, ever been in. Yeah, talking about like the, the Dark Hall? Is that what they're talking yeah. about? Yeah, I'm yeah, assuming that's what they nice. talked about. When I saw all the thrall, like the taken thrall running at them, I was like, I want this in so, my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's nutty. So anyway, it was a lot of teases and a lot of hype moments and a lot of cool things that we saw and a lot of new armor. And, you know, they, they promoted Thorn, which is a an extremely popular and lore intensive weapon from the first Destiny game uh, is making its return with this expansion. So a lot of things to get excited about, but also still a lot of things that we don't know. And so we're going to learn pretty much everything that, you know, everything possible on Tuesday. They're going to, you know, keep some things to their chest for, you know, the next couple months as they release. But we're going to learn a lot on Tuesday, so I'll have more to tell you uh, next week. But just know, like, what we saw looks really good, and it looks like they've created another really solid loop uh, for enjoying the game yet again for another few months. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Sweet. But anyway, that's the yeah. news. We did it. Oh, I, it baby. I don't think I've Ooh. ever talked as much about looter shooter games, aka <laughs> shooter games. As, as Ty I is living today. his dream right now. I, this is this is my this is my favorite podcast of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, this is a good day. And uh, yeah. there you go, guys. That's the news. Hope you enjoyed Alrighty. it. All righty, they did a wonderful, yeah, wonderful right. job. Uh, we're just gonna ignore you missing that. Uh, that was wonderful layup from from dizzy yeah, it, but, it besides right that, <laughs> but besides that it was wonderful buddha um you Yo. dropped this link didn't you about uh yeah, about I just uh, thought it was funny. yeah 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 so, <laughs> it's so, not so funny so, but i mean it's it, it, it's pretty funny 
It's pretty. I, yeah. So explain. It's, it's explain what's going on here. Explain what's going well, on. Well, so here. I there was an article regarding uh, horror game devotion was pulled from Steam after Winnie the Pooh controversy, and basically what it boils down to is like somewhere in this game, apparently there's a poster um, that's uh, depicting the 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 president of China as a, a poo bear, and. Uh, I guess Chinese people saw this, and so they started uh, review bombing the game on Steam because of the uh, because of this poster. And it turns out that the the president of China is uh, not a big fan of Winnie the Pooh, and is <laughs> and Winnie the Pooh is actually banned in China. Like you there didn't is like no games, Winnie the Pooh in China. Um. Because I guess he, I mean, I, I guess I can see it. He kind of looks like Winnie the Pooh. Um, I mean, I mean, same energy. Yeah. I just want to give him a hug and tell him everything's going to be all right and right? pass him some honey. Right? You know, oh, my so goodness. I mean, but because of that, they, uh, they took, they took it off of steam and issued like a statement basically, uh, you know, apologizing for, for this mishap of having this poster in the game. But, I feel uh, like when they wrote that, they were like, like when they were checking if it was all right, they were like chuckling the whole time. Uh, maybe. I, I just don't maybe. know if they thought they were just going to get. Uh, so, so because people uh, caught wind of this game devotion, people have started uh, bombing with negative reviews on their other game, which I guess is on steam called detention. And um, so, like the, the the company is just getting like you know bombarded mm-hmm. by the you know Chinese that are sticking up for their Winnie the Pooh president. Did you so so? Here's the thing. Here's here. So there's a picture. Why why is he so offended at Winnie the Pooh? There's a reason. There's a picture uh. from this Vox article that I mm. I just I just dropped in there, and I'll put it into the, here. You go. And you scroll down on this, and and Dizzy posted this picture earlier, like a couple mm-hmm. days ago. You see, the president of China standing side uh, uh, side by side with Barack Obama, <laughs> right? And you see, I mean, and then they have that juxtaposed to Tigger and Winnie the Pooh, and by God, does it look like a freaking? It's oh. it's. It is identical. It's identical. You go to thehardcorecasuals.com slash blog. You can see it for yourself. Go ahead and check the articles that we're looking at. But good God, is it is it uh is it similar? And holy crap, he has no sense of humor. I mean, come on. <laughs> talk about talk about wholesome memes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My man, this is a- Seriously, if you're going to get compared to a cartoon character, I feel like Winnie the Pooh is is really uh, a slam dunk. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then, oh look, look oh, oh, they have a couple others over. They see the all right. thehardcorecasuals.com/slash/blog. Uh, Go ahead and check it out. There's several, <laughs> several different comparisons, like, and now they just really. It's apparently they really just trying to to further the meme. Of having comparisons to him and Pooh. Um, it's pretty funny. Some of these pictures are amazing. Um, but I, I find it hard to believe, though. I find it hard to believe that 
you could ban Wadey the Pooh because somebody said you look like him. I mean, come on now, but. Well, I know that I saw some like some um, some protester propaganda um, and they were taking his head and putting it on a poo body on a Winnie the Pooh body. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the what the statement was on it because I, you know, I can't mm. read Chinese. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, a part of it, too. I, I, you know, I don't know what happened first. You know right. what I mean? Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it was like, you know, all this protest stuff against whatever decisions he make and that's right. the image that they started with. And then it's because he does kind of look like Winnie the Pooh, you know, somebody just Some put those these... pictures together. And I'm like, hey, cause exactly. they're hilarious. They're yeah. Funny. It's funny. So, yeah, exactly. Right. It's freaking funny. Um, and you know, I mean, it could, it could have been worse. It could have been way worse. Like us, like Ty said, yeah. if I'm going to be, tied down to any freaking cartoon character let it be poo man you know the winnie that yeah, is who's, winnie the poo. who's never done the nothing winnie. to nobody the win- yeah <laughs> so i need to clarify winnie the poo right yeah winnie the poo not uh not the christmas you know what i'm saying or or any other poo that's that is out not there mr hanky right oh <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so yeah, so they have they have they actually had to take the game off of Steam. So I don't know what the uh, I guess they're gonna try to fix things and get that out of there, then resubmit it. All right. Well, but I mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows? It's a shame. It's funny, but you know, hopefully it comes back. Hopefully it comes back. I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, go ahead check it out again. TheHardcoreCasuals.com. See what we're talking about. The links are going to be under no poos in China. Check it out. Um, no poos. <laughs> no poos. Oh, that's that's amazing. Why did anyone do that? Um, I help it. Buddha. Oh, what so we got? Yeah. What we got as far as uh, deals, specials, free games? What, what, deals, what, specials. We got good? a little bit of everything. We got like a, a mixed bag of stuff. So, uh, we had talked about it before, but uh, Alien Isolation and The Walking Dead Season 2 is available on Game Pass now. That just uh, Those released out there now. So if you hadn't got if a chance to play those. Alien Isolation is insane. Please so go good. check it out. Please do. Uh, you know, it's The Walking so Dead Season freaky. 2 is good, too. You know, those are good and, games, honestly. Yeah, those are the two amazing if, games. If you still have the Connect, if you're on Xbox, please... Please dust it off, put it, hook it up, and play Alien Isolation with with the Connect. It's it's the best the best way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's a fun game regardless, right? But with the Connect, it has this feature where the mic is on, and if any real world noise that you make, the alien hears, right? So I remember, you know, like like literally holding my breath fearful of that i would make a noise whenever the alien popped in and no game has made me feel like that that conscious of my own of my physical self you know what i'm saying like crazy crazy i remember playing i accidentally put my controller down too hard on the table and the next thing you you hear the alien got pissy <laughs> And for, and I was done. I was done for. I was like, damn. <laughs> but good stuff. Alien Isolation. Okay, I'm sorry. Go. <laughs> and then we've got our uh, Games of Gold. Uh, Adventure Time just came out. Pirates of the Ichidurian. I don't know. Uh, and then we've got uh, Star Wars Republic uh, Commando. The uh, Amazing game. 
Xbox so OG. Good. Oh, I love the o- the OG. I love the that o- there's OG games coming in on the backwards compatibility. And, and I, know, I just wish they had achievements, and then I would be more inclined. Well, that is true, that. but there's a lot of, <laughs> she just there's a lot of love. goodies. <laughs> and then if you're on the PlayStation, PlayStation Plus has Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered and The Witness. Uh, the Witness is a very cool little game. Uh, I never did get a chance to play the remastered for uh, Modern Warfare. I didn't ever bite when it came out. So, but yeah, that's for it came your PlayStation out with, uh, Infinite Warfare, and I wasn't going to buy Infinite Warfare just to play Modern Warfare. So, this yeah. might be my chance to get a play on it now. There you go. And then uh, our backwards compatibility games are uh, Hydrophobia and Marathon Durandal. I don't know either one of those games, to be honest with you. But uh, as far as our deals and sales, uh, Ubisoft has got a big sale going on across all platforms right now, up to 75% uh, off. Um, and then uh, if you're on the Switch, uh, Mario uh, plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is on there for uh, on the cheap. I think it's like 20 bucks. So it's a really yeah. good deal for that game. It's a great game. If you like XCOM or anything like that, or like right. turn-based, uh, like tactical shooters, well, tactical shooter, yeah, XCOM kind of games. It's perfect, and if you like Mario, it's a plus. I Heck don't know yeah. how you and for that price. Rabbit, so yeah, normally those games don't drop in that kind of. They don't. They don't drop that low. So yeah. Uh, new games for the week. Uh, we've got Toe Jam and Earl uh, back in the groove. What? Uh, yeah. Toe what Jam year and is this, back, baby? Nineteen ninety nine, I think it was. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, they've got a new game out uh, across all platforms. Uh, I think it's like around twenty bucks. Uh, if you're a fan of the Lego series, Lego Movie Two uh, has came out across all platforms as well. And uh, then uh, by the yet, time though. you guys hear this on uh, Monday, I believe uh, Black Desert Online will be officially released out into the wild. For some oh. people. For some people. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, Dizzy, because of his region, uh, has no access to Black Desert Online. So for now, uh-huh. don't worry. Now. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> we'll but have like five hundred ping, but we'll we'll be playing Black 500 Desert. Five hundred ping. <laughs> um. Alrighty. It. Well, oh. thank you so much, there, Buddha. It was uh, yeah. it was a wonderful walk down Deal Valley. You know. I guess that's what we're calling. It. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll change it next week. I need that needs work. Um, Ty, could you do me a favor? <laughs> what can I do? We're uh, so uh, February was a short month, right? So what we what we were doing, what we said we were going to do, is at the end of the month we were going to do a, a quick number draw and see um of the of the hardcore casuals uh, Patreon or sub club our supporters. We'll, we'll hand out a free game. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, so can you give me a number between 1 to 20? 1 to 20. And uh, one. Well, I'm going to go with my uh, water polo number from high okay. school. Oh, lucky hey. number 13. Luck, ooh, ooh, lucky number 13. Number. All righty. So let's see. Uh, <clears throat> one, uh, two, three, four. Uh, five, six. <laughs> Sorry, while while Manny's counting, Ty, can we get some water polo pictures? Ooh, man, those were those were my buff days. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's, that's, I think 
I think the HCC Discord needs some uh, Thai waterfall pictures. I, I don't know if I can find those. Not very many of those exist, especially digitally. There might be one or two in my yearbook at home. But uh, yeah, that was that was uh, that was the most fit I've ever been in my entire life. Thanks to all the swimming. Nice. Uh, and there, yes, yes, there were speedos involved. I'm not mad <laughs> about it. See, I'm pretty sure there are hundreds of people who would love to see those images. Man, well, I'm yeah, sure there maybe. are. Maybe we can. I literally uh... don't think they exist on the internet. <laughs> that was that was before that was pre Facebook, so you don't you don't see very many of those pop up. I did I have mean, a MySpace back then, but my my profile picture was a picture of Michael Phelps because uh, that's what I felt like and felt appropriate. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I could dig, but I don't think I mean, they're there. I mean, maybe if we had a couple Patreon donations. We could <laughs> just so happen to leak some images out. I mean, it's just knows, idea. Man, the internet's a scary place. You never know what people yeah. are going to find. Yeah. All of a sudden, random images of Ty show up. Who knows? <laughs> I have a winner, oh. guys. We have it. Oh. Oh. Are you ready? It's yeah. Mighty, it pants. Mighty Pants. Mighty Pants. Oh, Mighty, Mighty pants. pants. Yeah, yeah. Yo, congrats, man. Mighty Pants. Congratulations, you Mighty Pants. music. <laughs> yeah, right. we need we need like a freaking uh like a prize music of some sort that's a good idea um we're gonna be giving away congratulations a little game called bulb boy bulb boy bulb boy oh yeah bulb boy yeah um it, man that it, just it, gave it, me some mighty pants yeah <laughs> man maybe i should have um, done what manny did before the stream crap <laughs> yeah oh yeah definitely man that that pre-podcast uh uh you know deuce it's 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 mighty important uh ball boy it's a, it's an interesting looking game if you got to see this i was looking at that trailer i was like damn this this looks pretty damn good um so there you go uh mighty thank you so much uh really for your support much love to you it's just a small give back to to our, our supporters Mighty Pants, much love, and and that's it. That has to be a stream. We're we're pressing against the clock. A uh, stream. Oh my goodness, that's a that's the end of the podcast. There we go. <laughs> you done did it now. <laughs> you done did it. Oh no, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by and uh, and giving us your time. We really appreciate it. If you appreciate what we're doing, please consider dropping uh, some love. Go ahead and visit thehardcorecasuals.com. Check out the blogs and uh, check out the. There's lots of, of little tidbits on um, for for each podcast episode. Leave us a message. We love to hear it. We love the constructive feedback. Um, on iTunes, please every every uh, rating counts. Five stars. Drop drop a little comment. Uh, it would mean the world to us. But yeah, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, the Patreon, thehardcorecasuals.com/slash Patreon. Don't forget that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Until next time. Peace. See ya. See ya. Excelsior, you mos. <laughs> <laughs>